Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy, or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful and Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Okay. So welcome to the episode today where we are talking about all things morning routines, waking up before your kids, starting your day with intention and really just jump starting your days in a positive way. I'm going to talk to you about what it used to look like for me. Savannah, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Um, What it used to look like for me, um, what it looks like for me now, why it's so important, and then the how to do it, and just kind of some common reasons, red excuses that moms say that they can't do this and it would never work for them. And how to get past that, because it makes me really upset when I see people like, I can't do it. And they're saying they can't do it before they've even tried. When I know for sure it can help you, it can make your life so much easier. Okay, so let's 
a quick disclaimer too. So <laughs> I am not here to tell you what to do. Oh, okay. No worries, Jessica. I'm not here. It kept kicking you out. Lame. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. That's never the point of this group or anything that I ever share with you. The point of everything that I share with you guys is to let you know I've been there. I've found some things that help. I've found some things that work. If you want to give it a shot, I know it will work for you too. You'll have to make it your own, but um, you have to figure out how to make it your own and how to make it work for yourself too. So for whatever reason, this is always a really sensitive subject and I usually get a few hostile messages <laughs> about it. So I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I also cannot possibly know the details of everybody's work schedule, life schedule, baby schedule, bodily, you know, their physical disorders, their things that they have going on medically and those kinds of things. So I'm not going to get into the fine details of this for you. What I'm going to do is give you the general guideline that, like I said, millions and millions of people follow and do and implement in their lives and how I've done it so that you can do it for yourself. Okay. So I just wanted to give that disclaimer real quick. Okay. So I'm going to tell you how up until like, it was probably only like two years ago and I had some seasons where I would do it a little bit, but nothing consistently. Um, but I never used to do this. Okay. And my husband used to make fun of me all the time because I was the one who was pushing my alarm, like the snooze button, like 10 times. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Janelle. Um, I was pushing the snooze button like 10 times and he would just wake up, jump out of bed basically and start his day, go get his workouts in. And I was just like, I'll never be that person. I'll never be a morning person, which is what I hear a lot of you guys say. I'll never be a morning person. I'd never be able to wake up early. I don't want to do that. My kids won't ever let me wake up. Um, all these things that I used to say, right? And that was back when I was really overwhelmed, really bogged down. I had no energy. I had no motivation. I was just kind of starting my days off with my kids bombarding me. Okay. Um, but more than that, it, it went a lot deeper than that. Okay. So yes, there are seasons of life as a mom who breastfeeds and co-sleeps or whatever you want to call it, bed shares, co-sleeps with my babies for the first year-ish of their life until I notice that they're ready to stop. Um, I get it. Like there are seasons where it's just not going to happen. And we'll talk about that too in a minute. But more than that, I didn't feel like I deserved to have time to myself. Okay. I would say things, hey, Carrie, other Carrie. <laughs> I would say things like, my kids come first. so." I'm not going to take time out of my day to focus on me because I need to be spending all of my time on my kids. Um, I would say things like good moms don't want time to themselves. Good moms don't go do things for themselves. Good moms don't take that time for themselves. And on the flip side of that, I would say these things to my husband, like I'm not a selfish mom, so I'm not going to go do that stuff. I'm not a selfish mom, so I'm not going to take time to myself. And I would say things like selfish moms are the ones who go and, you know, have a girl's night or are the ones who go on, you know, they go on a work trip and stay an extra day to have a, you know, some time to themselves. Or, um, you know, I would say things like that. And I would be like, I'm not a selfish mom. So I'm never going to do that. 
24 seven, you know, my life is dedicated to these kids. And, um, I would say things, you know, like my kids won't let me, like they can't survive without me. And I had a very unhealthy attachment with them. My kids were fine. Like, I feel like their attachment was pretty good, you know, and healthy, but my attachment was not because I was like, no freaking way. Can I ever leave my kids? And it was really, for me, it was unhealthy. So I'm just sharing this with you guys because I feel like a lot of people share the same experience and maybe they don't recognize it or maybe they don't want, they, they still feel badly about it. But, you know, I'd be like, I can't have a babysitter because I can't leave my kids. Um, I'd never leave my kids with a babysitter. I would never leave my kids in daycare. And then guess what? Life happened and we had to get daycare. Um, and I felt really guilty about it. Cause I was like, I'm a horrible mom. I'm a selfish mom, all these things. And that was not true. It wasn't true. It's complete BS. So if you feel that way, <laughs> I want to let you know, you can get past it. And if you feel that way and you feel like it's an unhealthy attachment on your end, there are ways for you to work past it. I went to therapy. I'm not the person to help you with that, but I did go to therapy because I was like, okay, this isn't working. Like this isn't right. I shouldn't be feeling like this. I shouldn't be feeling so possessive over my kids that I can't go to lunch with my husband. Um, anyway, um, there's a difference between being attached and being present and having an unhealthy attachment like I did to where it was like, I can't have time to myself. I don't deserve it. I can't get it. I'll never get it. When they are out of my house, then maybe I will. But I do have a story about that that I'll share in a minute too, about a friend who is grown. All of her kids are grown and she still says these things. So anyway, um, I would say things like, I'd rather spend my time on my kids. My husband's a grown man. He can take care of himself. I'll see him when the kids are grown. Okay. And those things just weren't working. Okay. On paper, I felt like they were working on paper. I felt like that's what I was supposed to be doing. That was what good moms did. Um, but it wasn't working. It made me feel all these things that I'm about to tell you. And I'm going to tell you that story about my friend. Um, but it made me feel resentful towards my kids and my family and my husband, because I never got a minute to myself. Um, I would, and I still see people saying this, so I'm not calling people out, but I would be like, I would be a happy woman if I could just get a shower alone, right. Or pee alone. Right. And everybody wants that. But I know now that in order for me to feel satisfied and happy and fulfilled, I need more than to pee alone. Okay. Like that's a basic thing. Like I need more than that. And honestly, I have a baby. Most of the time I don't because I have a baby and I'm here by myself a lot and I can't just have her roaming the house, but I need more than that. Like that's not what's going to make me happy. Like taking a shower isn't what fills my soul up. Yes. I prefer to take care of my general hygiene. Like I prefer to have the time for that, but I need so much more. Um, so anyways, I felt things like resentment towards my kids and my family, which is never a good thing. I felt depleted. I felt burnt out. I felt like I wanted to run away all the time. And I've talked to you guys about this before too, is like, I want to like, I'd be like, I just want to go to target by myself for an hour. And the same thing as like peeing alone, like going to target alone for an hour doesn't fill my soul up. It doesn't give me deep satisfaction in my motherhood or my life. It just is like a runaway. It's an escape. It's not enough for me personally. I felt angry. Yeah, it's, it's a minimum. And I do know, and I understand it because we've had four kids that that's just a season of life. Sometimes like, that's what we have to realize is that sometimes that's just the season of life that you're in. 
and it's going to be over soon. And I know that because we've had four kids and with every kid, eventually they stop coming into the bathroom. <laughs> okay. It's just a season. Um, but anyway, I felt angry, miserable. Like I have a way too short of a fuse. I felt like a glorified roommate, like just the person who was like the nanny, the cook, the chef, the maid, the housekeeper. And nobody would really miss me if I was gone because, you know, my husband could hire a nanny or he could hire a house cleaner or whatever. Like it, it wasn't satisfying to me. So <laughs> my husband had told me for years, like, why don't you wake up before the kids? And I was like, because I'm tired. I'm tired because I move and they wake up. Um, all these things that I hear you guys saying, and I think you guys are saying right now, um, some of you guys, I haven't checked the comments, but I will come back. But um, there are seasons, yes, especially the first year where it just doesn't happen. Like, and I'll talk about that, but you would talk about that. And I was like, okay, you're crazy. And the more I, hey, Ashley, Ashley has done this. Ashley and I have had a lot of conversations about this as well. Um, but I thought he was crazy and he didn't understand because he wasn't the one breastfeeding and he wasn't the one waking up to nurse and all those things. But anyway, um, my point is that eventually I got to a point where I started watching other people. I started watching the moms who I wanted to be like, because I felt frantic, depleted, resentful. Um, it's, it's a horrible feeling to feel resentful of your kids. And so I started watching the moms who weren't feeling those things and what they were doing. And something that I saw, um, I'll talk about that in a minute, Carrie. Something that I noticed was that they carved out time for themselves um, in a lot of different ways. And they didn't feel guilty about it. They didn't feel selfish. They knew that it was the best thing for them. And so I was watching them. And then as I got into the business world, I started watching successful people in business I started watching people like my husband. I think it helped me to watch somebody other than my husband, but I started watching people like my husband and there was really consistent themes. They woke up early. They woke up with intention. They did things like visualizing how they wanted their days to be, how they wanted their lives to be. They prioritized things like healthy food and physical activity and being physically healthy and sleep is part of being physical, physically healthy. So eventually it started to click for me, like, okay, if I want a change, if I want to start noticing things and, you know, increased motivation, increased energy levels, increased ability to focus, increased ability to, you know, do the things that I want to do and create the life that I want to create, I'm probably going to have to start waking up before my kids. Because when I used to wake up to my kids, like I had it pretty rough, but <laughs> My son would literally wake me up for like two years. This is how he woke me up. I'd be sleeping. I had already pushed the snooze button like five times. He would be awake because he probably heard the alarm going off and woke up himself. We'd go into the kitchen, get a box of cereal and literally throw it at my head. Okay. That is a horrible way to wake up. It sucks because not only am I groggy and tired and like, I, I don't want to wake up. Like I'm tired. I've already pushed the snooze bunch, button a bunch of times. Now I'm jumping right into my day of dealing with an angry toddler who's just hungry and wants to eat. I have to feed him. Then I got to get them dressed and we got to get to work and then we got to get to school. And I'm running on zero because I woke up 
and had to rush to get him food, had to rush to get myself ready, had to rush to get that rest of the family ready, had to rush to get out the door. And it was miserable. It was miserable. And then I would feel bad because all I had time, confession, all I had time to give them to eat before we had to get to school is a Pop-Tart or a granola bar in the car on the way to school. And it just wasn't good. And I wish that I would have listened to the people telling me this sooner, that if I would just suck it up and wake up an extra 30 minutes beforehand, before my kids, which I could have done if I stopped pushing snooze all the time, I could have taken a shower, had some coffee, gotten myself ready, and then woke up the kids and got breakfast ready. And at this age, they were like two and three or like, yeah, two or three, and then like four and five, those ages. Um, but I didn't, like I said, I didn't start doing this until like two years ago. Um, but I'm going to come back and answer the questions in a minute. But anyway, like once I started doing it, everything changed for me. My mood is way better. Okay. Reason number one, my mood is way better when I get to wake up and have a little bit of calm before the four other people in the house wake up and need something from me. Because that's the thing, like when I wake up for the entire day, those 24 hours or whatever you want to say until I go to bed, I'm taking care of everybody else. If I'm not carving out time to take care of myself, I'm running on zero and I literally have nothing to give. Okay. I don't have anything to give and I'm annoyed and I'm frustrated and I'm depleted and I'm burnt out and I'm feeling resentful towards them because I'm tired. And all I want is a second to myself when I could have had it if I chose to wake up and my alarm went off instead of pushing the snooze 18 times. And 18 is an exaggeration, you know, five times. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration for me, five times. Um, but like I said earlier, hey, Brittany, when I started watching successful people, successful moms, okay, I'm not saying like mom bloggers, but I'm talking about my real life mom friends, started watching them. They were waking up early. They were getting a workout in they, or, you know, maybe they weren't, maybe they were just going for a walk. Maybe they were just reading. Maybe they were knitting. They were doing something, <laughs> right? I know Ashley and I are both like kind of, and I've been telling you guys, like, like I've been off my game with this the last month and a half with the move and everything. And I'm just now getting into it, which is why I want to talk to you guys about how important it is and how impactful it is. But when I watched them, when I watched those successful people, um, they all talked about the same things, like waking up to listen to some positive affirmations to whatever it is for you, positive affirmations, read a Bible, listen to some music, get some movement and exercise, water, hot coffee, whatever it is, they're taking that tiny little bit of time. 30 minutes a day is not a lot. And um, there is science behind, I know somebody asked up at the, at the very beginning of the comments, there is science behind the power of doing it first thing in the morning versus doing it at night. Okay. And I've had seasons where I do it at night because guess what? Poor kids, guys, I get it. Literally get it, done it, lived it. I know what you're going through. Sometimes I do it at night and it's better than nothing. But the thing is like first thing in the morning, starting it off right, doing it immediately. Science says is way more impactful. Um, there's lots of studies about it. There's lots of scientific studies and there's lots of anecdotal studies, which is just people's personal experiences saying first thing in the morning is the best time to do it. Um, one of the things that somebody said is like, um, you know, like waking up 
for your day instead of waking up to your day. Waking up for your kids, which is why I do it, instead of waking up to my kids. I wake up 30 minutes before my kids wake up for my kids because that 30 minutes makes me a better mom for them. And that is what it's all about, right? Like that tiny little 30 minutes waking up early on purpose gives me more energy, patience, vitality, happiness, excitement, joy, love to give them than that 30 minutes of broken sleep. Um, so that's some of the why. Okay. Those are just some of the whys. Those are why I do it. I do it for my kids. I do it for my marriage. I do it for myself. I do it for my business. I do it for all of these reasons. Um, because I've done it and I know that it works. <laughs> Why are you making me cry? I already knew this. I know, Ashley, but we need refreshers. Even I do. Um, so, and, and it's because guys, like the last month and a half when we were moving, I was like, we're moving across the country, but kind of, well, it wasn't really across the country. Every time we've moved, it's been across the country. This time it was just Idaho to California, but I, I wasn't doing my morning routines because I was tired. It was chaotic. It was hectic. Settling into a new house getting kids adjusted into school is crazy. And it had been like six weeks and I was in such a funk and I was just like, what is wrong? Like I'm living in the most beautiful place I've ever lived in, which is saying a lot because Florida, I loved, um, living in the most beautiful place ever. I'm living in the favorite house that we've ever had. My husband took this job here and he is so happy. My kids are so happy here. Like, why am I in a funk? And I was like, oh, it's because I am not giving myself that time of day that fuels my soul. Um, I'm not, I wasn't, I was just waking up. I was setting an alarm for the latest possible minute to get kids to school on time. <laughs> um, rushing, you know, waking up, running downstairs to make them breakfast and get all their stuff done and then taking them to school. And then I get back home and the clingy six month, 16 month old is like all over me, just wants me, wants me, wants me. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? nothing's wrong with me. I just need that 30 minutes a day for me so that I can pour into everybody else. Um, so that's some of the whys. I'm going to come back to all the comments in a minute. Um, so we're going to talk about some of the hows. I've just kind of glanced heading to the gym. Okay. Bye Kara. Um, I've just kind of glanced at some of the comments coming through. So hopefully this will answer some of the questions for you, but First thing, the how is your mindset. Yeah, habit stacking. I didn't have that on my list, but I can talk about that too, Emily. Um, the first part of the how and the most important, important, the most important part of this is your mindset. Okay, and I've already seen it come through in the comments and don't take this personally, just take it for what it is, but... So, oh, hi, Wilder. Um, yeah, Carrie, that's what I want to talk about. Your mindset. Your mindset is how you start this. So many people hear this, and the first thing out of their mouth or the first thing they type is, I can't do this because my kids wake up at the, any sign of peep, the, any peep of anything ever, they wake up. Or I can't do this because blah, blah, blah. Or I can't do this because my kids are early risers. I can't do this because... I'm tired. I can't do this because I already get such little sleep. I don't want any less sleep. I can't do this because blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, and you're setting yourself up for failure immediately before you even gave it a fair shot by saying, I can't do it because blah, blah, blah. 
Okay. Um, I love snooze. I have a book. Hold on one second. Let me get it. Okay, so this book, The Miracle Morning, I know it's going to be backwards for you guys, but just read it backwards, screenshot it, whatever. The Miracle Morning is really helpful in the how. Um, he says pretty much everything that I tell you guys, um, but sometimes it's nice to hear it from somebody else. And honestly, sometimes I like to be able to say, this is what Hal Elrod says, not what I say. And I feel like you guys are more inclined to listen to it. Um, <laughs> But it's basically the same things. And the people who do this, there's like a Facebook group, like 200,000 people who follow this full of moms and business owners and lots of people, but it's hundred percent a mindset thing. I think I saw Ashley. Yes. Um, I used to go to bed being like, I'm so tired. I don't want to wake up in the morning. You post those memes about like, I need coffee the night before, you know, I fall asleep so that I'm ready for the morning. And when you're telling yourself those things, you're setting yourself up for failure. Um, get it, Crystal. I think it, you can even listen to it for free on YouTube. Um, but you're setting yourself up for failure before you even get a chance to, to, to make it work. So you have to start telling yourself positive things about this. Things like, I am going to wake up refreshed and energized and ready for my day. Or I am going to love having this time to myself in the morning or something positive. Because if you're so negative about it, if you're like, it's not going to work, I can't do it. My kids won't let me guess what? It's never going to work for you. And, um, that is just my experience. Cause I've done it. I've lived it. I've done it. <laughs> um, I'll come back to the comments. So I still haven't caught them. I'm just like catching them as they come up bits and pieces. Um, but I told you guys a little bit like about how James wakes up, his alarm goes off and he just gets out of bed and he's got like the mind power of nobody like I've ever seen. Um, it's always been pretty easy for him ever since we met alarm goes off. He's just up out of bed, but it's because he tells himself like the alarm goes off. Got to start my day. Alarm goes off. I'm working out. I am taking a shower. I'm taking care of myself. And he's one of those people who I talk about those successful people that I like to watch who are like, I do what I got to do because I have a big vision for my life and I'm not going to waste it away here pushing snooze. Right. Um, so get this book. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah. You can listen to it for free on YouTube. It's really good. And it does talk a lot about the how, um, mindset. He actually starts off with the mindset part of it. And he says to like, tell yourself when you, as you're falling asleep, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to be so energized. I'm going to have such great sleep and all these things. Instead of telling yourself all these negative things, <laughs> I want to be done. Um, okay. Now the other how part, which is a real thing, because obviously as moms, we have different, um, we have, we have a unique, okay. This is where I say it. We have a unique experience. It's really not that unique and special at all, right? We have babies. Um, I'm going to talk to you guys real quick about, um, some healthy sleep habits and knowing the season of life that you're in. Um, so like I said, I breastfeed my babies. They share a bed with us until we realize that it's not working anymore. And then we don't. Um, 
So there are some seasons where you're pregnant, you're breastfeeding, you have a baby in your bed, you are dealing with sleep regressions, you are in the first year postpartum especially, a different kind of tired and exhausted and a different kind of sleep schedule that's really unpredictable. Like knowing the season of life that you're in is really important. Now, the next thing that I'm going to say will probably be kind of controversial, but I'm just going to share my experiences with you around healthy sleep and kids. So my first daughter, she was breastfed. She slept in our bed. It worked out great. She loved it. She slept really well. I slept really well. It worked for us until one day, all of a sudden, it felt like all of a sudden it didn't. She was restless. She was thrashing. She wasn't sleeping well. Um, She was probably like 14 or 15 months. She wasn't sleeping well. Um, I was not sleeping well. And something that worked for us as far as breastfeeding and night nursing and her sleeping in our bed that was working all of a sudden wasn't working and everybody was tired and everybody was grumpy. So after about five months of me fighting it (laughs) because I was saying the things like I was telling you at the beginning, good moms sleep with their kids in the bed. Good moms don't make their kids sleep alone. Good moms don't put their babies in cribs and baby jail. Good moms don't do any of that stuff. My husband eventually was like, listen, like you're miserable. She's miserable. Nobody is sleeping. You might as well try the crib. And we did. I would read a book to her. I would nurse her. I would put her in her crib. I would rub her back and she would fall asleep. And then all of a sudden everybody was sleeping and it was amazing. And um, so just a quick note on healthy sleeping habits and kind of what we were talking about at the beginning, what I was telling you guys about at the beginning, having healthy attachments, um, knowing and recognizing when something that used to work for you isn't working anymore, go ahead and switch it up. Like that's okay. And that was just something that I personally struggled with. And I struggled with doing it with my son. Um, he was a bit younger or like nine or 10 months when we transitioned, but it got to the same thing where he was thrashing and nobody was sleeping. Everybody was miserable. So we're like, okay, I guess put him in the crib and it worked and he was happy and it was easy. So Emily, um, I don't know if that kind of answers your question about transitioning gracefully, but I, I've never read a sleep book. I've never read a blog about sleep because I feel like it clouds my judgment. Um, but the same thing with Kaylee. A couple months ago, back in like December, we got to the point where the night nursing wasn't working. It was making her angry. She was thrashing in the bed. She was just all over the place. And we moved her into her own space. And she sleeps much better. I'm not going to say that she sleeps through the night every night, but she sleeps much better. So my point is establish healthy sleep for you guys, whatever that looks like. Don't feel bad about it. Um, Like my stepson slept in the bed with us until he was like three with no issues. (laughs) Not all my kids have done that. So if you are struggling with it, if you are doing like I was doing, like up for two hours crying and they're rocking and it's just nothing is working, it's okay to give them their own space. Okay. If they, if they need that. Okay. And you don't have to do it in like a cry it out way. Like you don't do that. Um, But I do recognize when we need to make a change so that everybody can sleep, so that everybody can have healthy sleeping habits because 
sleep is just as important as food and water, right? So, um, so that's my next thing about the house, like just knowing what season you're in. Um, I do want to share an anecdotal story with you guys about how this does work. But um, if you know the, um, the Motherhood Simplified course, I made that course back in August. So Kaylee was 10 months old and she was still in our bed. Um, but I wanted to make that course. I got like this inspired moment of like, oh my God, I need to make this course. It's going to be amazing. But having a 10 month old during the day and other kids during the day, um, I wasn't going to be able to do it during, during the day when they were awake. And her nap times at 10 months old were so sporadic. I was like, I need some consistent time to get this done. So if you watch, if you're in that course and you see the videos, like a lot of them, like my face is like this and I have like sleep voice. I'm like, hello, everybody. Welcome to the video. <laughs> I'm so tired because I was waking up at 4 a.m. literally to record those videos, to write up that content, to create that entire course. And I did that for like two weeks. Um, because I was like, I just have to do what I have to do. And she, at that point, she was in that stage where she could smell, like, I swear she could smell if I left the bed. So <laughs> thanks pretty. She could smell if I left the bed. So I could have woken up at five and had enough time if I had no interruptions, but she, every like 25 minutes she would stir. And so I'd be recording a video. She'd stir and start to wake up. I'd have to run back over to the bed, nurse her back to sleep, you know, get my hair kind of decent, go back and record the next video. And it took like um, twice as long to get it done. But that's an example of like having a goal that I really wanted to get done and knowing that I only had a small window to get it done in and knowing that my baby is going to know when I leave. So I have this short little window, like get something done and, um, record the video. Yeah. Some of those videos I watch them. Cause I, when I do the coaching with you guys, I actually do the course along with you. I'm like, that was a rough morning. <laughs> um, but I wanted to share that with you guys because I get it. Like I get it. My kids are not unicorn kids who don't ever do these things. Like I just do what I have to do to get it done. Um, and I'm not saying that you guys are going to be waking up at 4am to build a course but I am saying that if you want to get some time to yourself, if you want to make this work for yourself, you have to stop telling yourself those negative stories and all those reasons that you can't do it and that it won't work for you. And you have to start telling yourself, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do it in the bed with the baby there, but I'm going to be awake and I'm going to be engaged in you know, my reading or my journaling or my affirmations or my writing or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you have to start telling yourself positive things about it instead of being so down on yourself. Um, okay. So that's kind of how I'm going to go back and check comments. I still haven't checked them. I just kind of see bits and pieces, but, um, just some quick things before we hang up. If you are feeling like you need some time to yourself, this is a solution. This is a really viable solution, but you have to stop giving yourself excuses before you even try it. Okay. Um, because that's the thing that I see a lot of times is like you read a blog or you hear a video like this, or you see a post about it and you're like, right out of the gate. Can't do it. Can't do it. Won't work. Won't work. Nope. Can't do it. Not going to happen. 
And that's fine. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But stop telling the world all of your excuses. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't engage. Um, if you do want to do it, start telling yourself, I can do this. I can figure this out. I'm going to read a book about it. I'm going to watch other people who've done it successfully. I'm going to ask them how. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to commit to it. All those things. Um, but stop with the downer stuff about it. Um, okay. Yeah, just stop setting yourself up to fail. So um, I think that's it. I'm going to go through and check the comments just real fast, see if there's anything that I missed, because I do want to answer them for you. Um, but I do have to go pretty soon. Um, there's a lot of them. Hold on. We're living in a two-story house for the first time. I can't seem to find a routine with the kids downstairs in our room up. Oh, Emily. Yeah. That is hard. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Janelle, for the kids who wake up like that, um, depending on their ages, cause I've had that too. I have times where I'm like, this is your time to get out of bed. Like you can be awake, but it's not time to get out of bed yet. And the reason I would say that is because if they got up like as early as I was, they would be really grumpy they wouldn't be happy. So they can wake up, but it's stay in bed, chill out time. Um, okay. I'm just trying to see if there's anything really pressing that I missed. Do you find real value in yourself time in the morning versus time at night? Morning for sure. Morning for sure. Um, and my husband and I actually work out at night because it's not happening in the morning, <laughs> which is fine. Like I would prefer it be in the morning, but when it happens at night, like it's not the end of the world. Um, Ashley says, it's amazing. I stopped now. Baby just isn't sleeping anymore. And that's a season. That's a season of like, we just got to get through this. <laughs> Have you found that if you wake up to your alarm right away, it won't wake the kids up now? Um, yes. Yes. And I just put it down on like vibrate. I'm 99% decluttered, but still feel tired and unfulfilled. I'm missing the me part. Yes. So Emily, if you're still on here, you're not like missing the me part, but I've talked about this before. It's like when you declutter, you're getting rid of everything. And then comes the part where you have to fill it back up with everything that you do want. So you're in that part now, like you've decluttered, you're good. Like everything's gone. Now it's time to fill it up with the stuff that you want. <laughs> um, two early risers that wake up at 6am. We have early risers. So um, we... Like like five fifteen sometimes is when I set my alarm. But I do think that sleep, like um, healthy sleep, is important too. So I will say I will tell them sometimes, like for how late that you want to bed, it's too early to be up. Go chill out in your bed. Um, and I've done that even since when they were like little, like two and four. And sometimes they would chill out for a little bit, and sometimes they'd fall back asleep. But um, that's what I think. How do you force yourself to start this? Carrie, just do it. 
Um, yeah, yeah, Carrie, and that's Carrie says laying in bed reading um, with with your son, like especially when you have those babies that really want to be by you. That's like that has worked for me. Like that's what I do. I grab my computer, I sit with the baby in my lap. I have told you guys before, like I wrote 90% of the blogs that I've written with one hand because I had a baby in my lap. Um, um, like that's what you got to do sometimes. Um, you go to bed saying, I'm going to wake up so tired. You will. Ashley's right. Um, Carrie says, the random days I do wake up first do always seem to go better, even if I just stay in place, running through my head, what needs to get done? Yeah, or something like you're just like sitting in the quiet house and you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, oh, yes, Ashley. Okay, I keep throwing questions, but you're answering them all. How much do you give yourself before the kids get up? Okay, so it varies. Like I said, when I was building that course, it was two hours before I knew that Kaylee normally woke up but normally just 30 minutes, 30 minutes for me is good. I can write in here. I can read a little bit and I can get a quick shower. Um, that's enough for me because I exercise at night. Um, it always, it's always so much easier for dads to look the subject of this objectively. It's also my hubby's suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, Ashley. And that first year postpartum is like something else. It's totally totally something else we know because we're still like on the tail end of it <laughs> I feel like we're just dealing with like the residual stuff now um of the first year oh <laughs> uh, I did yeah sometimes she was on there sometimes I'm pretty sure I accidentally showed you guys too much sorry <laughs> um coffee in bed while I journal and pray there you go Brittany exactly like, it doesn't have to be, you're like, I got to leave the bed. I got to leave these kids alone. Like, if they're wanting you and they like you in the bed, just do it in the bed with them. Um, how do you feel about being a morning person when your spouse is definitely not and never will be? I was the one who was not a morning person. It didn't stop my husband. And I would hate if he chose not to be a morning person because I didn't want to be. Does that make sense? I would feel horrible about that. So do it, like do it regardless. Like who cares? You don't have to both be a morning person. He's actually a night person. He's a night person and a morning person. I'm not a night person or a morning person. <laughs> like I need like nine hours of sleep. He needs like four. But um, I also think being a morning person or not being a morning person is one of those mindset things where you tell yourself that enough that you believe it and then you become it. Um, okay. I'm over here like, what are my hobbies and who the heck am I? And I actually have time to explore it. Love it. Kirsch is here. <gasps> That's big news, guys. Kirsch is in, in labor, literally in labor. <laughs> okay. Um, especially amazing now that I do the nightly reset. Ooh, okay. So last thing that I will tell you guys that I'm going to hang up because I've been on here for a long time and my husband's working from home. So he's probably like, what the heck, where are you? Um, but I start with my nightly routine. Like when we move somewhere new, <laughs> I do the nightly routine first because the nightly routine sets up my morning. I think the nightly routine is the first step because it makes your mornings easier Right. So if there's a day where like I don't do the nightly reset, I'm waking up in the morning to chaos 
and then it throws everything off. So I would say do the nightly reset first, get a grip on that, get that mastered, and then work into the mornings because the nightly reset is literally, it can literally make or break your morning. Um, okay. That's it. I think that's it. That was really good. I'm going to go. And, um, Kersha, I really thought you had the baby right now, but anyways, I'll see you guys later. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.